thinking, he says, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary. I would not have known sin except through the law. For I would not have known covetousness unless the law had said, you shall not covet. But sin, taking opportunity by the commandment, produced in me all manner of evil desire. For apart from the law, sin was dead. I was alive once without the law. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. And the commandment, which was to bring life, I found to bring death. For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it killed me. Therefore the law is holy, and the commandment is holy, and just, and good. Let's pray. Lord, Father, forgive me for my sins, for where I failed you, Lord. Father, I just pray that you will cleanse my heart this morning, that I'll be cleansed so that I may preach the word to you and your people today. Father, I just pray right now that Satan or any other demon will have any place in this worship service today. Father, I just pray that the Holy Spirit will speak through me loud and clear today, Lord, that I won't speak, but only what you will say will come through my mouth. Father, open our hearts today for this message. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. The first story I want to uh, realize today is that God's law identifies sin. Uh, God's law identifies sin. I think a good place to start, I'm not going to ask you to turn there, I have them in my notes, but I think a really good place to start on this message is let's start with the Ten Commandments. And I'm just going to point them out to you. Uh, we're not going to read those today, but let's, let's uh, just listen, if you will, Exodus chapter 20. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image that didst bow down to worship. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. Honor thy father and thy mother. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not Folks, if you ask me, God has given us these commandments. These are absolutely true in all circumstances. God said it. We should abide by it. We should obey it. It's his law, the Bible. It is written there uh, to direct us, to guide us, to lead us in righteousness, to lead us to salvation. I will tell you again that... Uh, the Ten Commandments that I shared with you will not save you. They have no authority, no power, no ability to save anyone. They simply identify what is sin. Now Paul said in our passage that we just read that he wouldn't have known what it means to covet if the law had did not say, do not covet. 
think there's a God's wrong for telling me I should not covet my neighbor's truck. But it's not the law of God. Therefore, the law is calling, the commandment is calling, and just and good. Paul doesn't realize that, wait, you know, we don't know what Paul was coveting. He might have been coveting his neighbor's uh, new horse or something. I don't know what he had to deal with, what his struggle was. Uh, you know, he wanted things that didn't belong to him, and he had a desire to have those things. It's not wrong for me. It's not sinful for me to want to go buy a new truck. That's not the point. Don't get with me. The problem is, I wanted my neighbor's truck. I don't want one like it. I wanted his. And that's where sin crept in. And that's what happened to Paul here, what he was struggling with and what he was saying. Secondly, our struggle with sin is a spiritual battle. Ephesians 6, 12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil and the heavenly realms. Look at uh, verse 13, if you will. As then what is good, that is the law, became death to me, certainly not, but sin, that it might appear sin, was producing death in me through what is good. Listen. So that sin, through the commandment, might become exceedingly sinful. What? Paul, I mean, if you listen, Peter talked about Paul, he said sometimes Paul writes in mysterious ways, and we have to kind of decipher it. We have to come to an understanding. And so what he was saying is that the law's not the problem. It's the law that caused death in me. By no means, it was sin that was bringing about this spiritual death in me, that is convicting me, that is, is making me feel guilty, this sin, and so that the sin can become exceedingly sinful, the law said, thou shalt not come. See? The law points us to what sin is. Let's continue. For we know that the law is spiritual. But I'm part of That means I'm in the flesh. Sold under a sin or sold as a slave to sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, or what I have a desire to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. And Paul goes on, he says, If then I do what I will not to do, that is what I don't want to do, I agree that the law, that it is good. But now it's no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me that is in my flesh, nothing good lives and nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me. But how to perform what is good I do not find. For the 
good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil that I will not to do, that I practice. Now I do what I will not to do. It is no longer I who do it, but sin is well in me. Paul, he needs to have a way of words, doesn't he? What he's saying here is that I want to do God's will. I, what I will to do. What I really want to do is obey God. And then uh, what uh, he's saying here is even though I want to do this, I have a desire to do it, sin is there right with me, and it is there to deceive me, to trick me into doing that which I don't want to do, doing the things I hate to do. Don't you hate it when you do the same things over and over? Paul said, I don't like it. I hate it. I don't want to sin in this way. I mean, it's not my inner self that is the problem. It's not the self that's been saved. It's not the part of me that uh, belongs to God where the Holy Spirit has come into my life. It's the sin nature creeping back up. You know when you get saved, folks, is your old nature doesn't cease to exist. But it's still there. Your new nature is, is dwelling in you now, but the sin nature is also still there. So it's not, our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, it's against the, the spiritual realm, the forces of evil, uh, uh, the dark world. You know, there is a battle going on spiritually in all our lives. If you're a believer right now, I want to tell you that uh, Satan wants to deceive you. Satan wants to trick you. The devil wants you to fail. The devil wants you to fall. And so therefore you give in to those temptations. And that's when you sin. There is advice that Paul gives. Turn back the page if you will. Chapter 6, verse For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely, uh, I'm reading the wrong passage, I'm sorry. I'm reading from chapter 5. Let's start chapter 6, verse 1. <laughs> what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to live in it any longer. Or do you not know that as many of us uh, were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk now uh, in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be likeness in his resurrection. Verse 6. Know 
this, that our old man was crucified with him, with Christ, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer uh, be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, uh, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. Verse 10. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lived, he lived to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, but uh, that you should obey in its lust. Verse 13. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourself to God, being alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Verse 14 says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. And verse 13, chapter 23 says, And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Listen, we're going to sin. We're going to disobey God. We're going to break His commandments. But we don't have to stay in sin. We don't have to live in sin. We don't have to continue day after day to do the same sinful acts that we had done yesterday. We, the, the, the answer here is Jesus. The answer to uh, forgiveness is Jesus. If you come to the Lord, and he said, Lord, please forgive me of my sins. Lord, I have wronged you. I have sinned against you. I have done what you said not to do. And as Paul said, that I do the things that I hate. I realize I have sinned. And once we come to realize that we have sinned, we need to repent. And we need to turn back to God. Jesus is the answer. Folks, listen. The world's got a lot of answers for you. There's books about everything. There's things that tell you how to do any kind of thing you want to do, how to solve any kind of problem. You, uh, you know, I, we like to try to look on the internet and try to find answers to things. Uh, but I want to tell you, the answer to sin can only be found in Jesus Christ. There is no other answer. But I want to tell you that the old religions don't lead to heaven. Only through Jesus Christ. He's not a religion. He's a man. The man, Jesus Christ, God, Jesus Christ, is the answer. I want to tell you another thing. Our struggle with sin begins in our minds. Look at the verse 21. We're back to our main passage. Romans chapter 7, verse 21. I find then a law that evil is present with me. The one who wills to do good. They can come out and say, I want to do good, but I find this law at work. 
being in captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Listen. So in other words, Paul is saying that there's a battle going on. A battle of the mind. I believe sin starts in your mind. I believe the thought comes to your mind to do this or that, to say this or that, to act in this or that way. I believe it starts in the mind, and I, and I believe Satan wants to plant that thought in your mind. And Paul says he's having this battle. Look, when you see the battle, can you feel the struggle that Paul is, is experiencing here? Can you feel this tension building as we read through the scriptures? Uh, I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. The inward man is our spiritual self. You know, we're made up of three. I believe we're made up of three parts. Our flesh, our body, our, our spiritual self, the, the, the spirit that dwells up, and, our, and uh, the, the, the mind our, 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 you know, that, that controls our thinking and stuff. Our body is so complex and our being is so complex. And Paul is saying, that uh, the inward man, that is the spiritual side, you know, when you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes and lives in you. That's the inward man. That's the inward woman. That's the inward spirit inside of you. He says the inward man wants to do right. But there's another law he found, and that's the law of sin. Now, the law of sin wants to do wrong. Now, I'm not trying to make this cartoonish, if you will, and I want you to take this seriously, but you've seen the cartoon where you have the little devil on one shoulder and the little angel on the other, and that's the battle. That battle is real. Uh, Satan is trying to tell us to do wrong. God is telling us to do right, and we have this spiritual battle. Uh, I delight in God's law. He said, I delight in I want to do it. I want that. The law of the mind then does want to obey God. The spiritual side wants to obey God. And the law of sin says that it's okay to sin. The, the, the sin comes in your life and there's no devil says it's okay. You're not going to get caught. Go ahead and cheat on that test, young people. Nobody's looking. Go ahead and cheat on your taxes, adult. Nobody's going to find out. Go ahead and tell that lie. It's okay. That's the law of sin. The law of the mind, the spiritual man, the spiritual side is saying, God's word says, do not lie. God's word says, do not cheat. God's word says, do not sin. And there's a battle, right? There's a battle between good and evil, constantly going on all the time. And Paul's struggling, right? I see that Paul is struggling. Verse 24 says, O wretched man that I am. See, I believe Paul had come to a point there where he was struggling with whatever it might be. In this passage, he was talking about coveting, and it could have been other things. And you know where you are right now in your seat right now, what sin you're struggling with. Put it in the blank. And, and Paul said, what a wretched man I am. 
He felt terrible about his sin. He felt wretched and horrible. He described himself as a wretched man, one that uh, hates what I have done, what I have become. I know to do right, but I did the opposite. I did wrong. Why do I keep on sinning this way? Why do I keep doing the same thing every single day? Oh, what a wretched man I am. Grace evangelist that the world has ever known described himself as a wretched man. Listen, he tells us the answer, right? Verse 25. Well, verse 24, the rest of the verse 24 and then 25. He asks this question in verse 24. Who will deliver me from this body of death? Have you ever asked yourself that question? I'm feeling so wretched about myself. I feel so guilty because of what I have done. I feel it so horrible because I have sinned against God. Who will rescue me from this wretched sin? Who will do it? Can you save me? No, you cannot. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. He gave thanks to Jesus Christ, my Lord. Folks, who can rescue you from this pit that you're in? There is no other but Jesus Christ, my Lord. Who will you turn to when you sin? Jesus Christ, my Lord. Who will turn to when you have that evil thought? Jesus Christ, my Lord. Who will you turn to when you want what is not belong to you? Jesus Christ, my Lord. Who will you turn to when you feel tempted to cheat on your taxes? Jesus Christ, my Lord. Who will you turn to, young people, when no one else is looking and you feel compelled to cheat on your exam? <coughs> Jesus Christ, my Lord. Who will we turn to? Paul says, Jesus Christ, my Lord. He acknowledges that there is a struggle. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the Lord, God, in my mind, in my spirit, in my inner dwelling, in my inner man. But the flesh, my fleshly side, wants to serve the Lord. Of sin. So we can have victory today. Our struggle with sin can end in victory through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Now I'm going to ask you the question we started with this message with Are there absolute truths? Absolutely. Absolute truths are absolutely true. So, robbing a bank and stealing food are both equally wrong. 
doesn't matter what we say. We may have sympathy for the lady that stole food to feed her hungry children. We may feel bad for her that she had to do. And I didn't tell you the rest of the article. The rest of the article said that she went to churches and organizations before she made the decision to steal the food but got no help. Folks, I don't want anyone to come to our church hungry, walk out with no help. She sought the answers from others but received no help. So I'm going to tell you, that robbing a bank and robbing a grocery store for food to feed your kids are equally wrong. Murder, abortion are both wrong. Jesus gives his laws and they are not to be conditional. They're absolute. They stand true for all people in all places through all times. Yeah, Brother Gary, notice that what Paul was talking about was uh, 2,000 years ago. He don't have a clue as to what 2018 is. I'll tell you the truth. God's laws are right. Now, as much as they were when Paul wrote this letter. Amen. They're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Listen, as long as we live, there's something that's battle in the mind of the flesh between good and evil. <coughs> By choosing to obey God and not our flesh, we can have victory in Jesus. As Christians, we are at war in our body. Thank you. 